This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. I don't really want to get into last week's, you know, ending conversation too much, but there was a suggestion that we need to try and get Jay into the judge program. Yeah. <laughs> and I know he's excited now. But Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. He'll say to me, are you a pro? Not really, I just have a website. Then he goes, is it a pro website? <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're like, holy fuck, we're both over here, man. We both can't be over here, man. Scotty. Like, I stared him right in the face. I'm like, I'm only here for the buys. He's like, so you only want the buys. I'm like, once again, I am only here for the buys. <laughs> and Jeremy. As the 18th fourth member, I promise the listeners that I will get that man to talk more. <laughs> that is my commitment to you. And now, the 18th. Hey everybody, it's the A Team. It's Jamie Scotty, Jimmy, and You fucking ruined it, KYT. What's up? Hello, everybody. Maybe we should get Chinese different tones. Chinese different tones, because if I don't use different tones, then if I don't use like a smooth Scotty Mac tone. And apparently it's difficult to decipher when I'm using sarcasm or not. So, uh, also, <laughs> I can laugh at myself like KYT. <laughs> oh, I think so, so funny. <laughs> and Maybe not you should serious. use that accent. <laughs> the Boston accent? Yeah, you, next time. Next time Boston. you should use the Boston accent. There's like a big super argument going on in their comments. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but uh, I'm definitely sure this Kim person is a judge. <laughs> no, he's not. Absolutely ridiculous, he is. He's not or absolutely wants, ridiculous. Or some part of, like, the rules advisory. This is... No, I've no, never no. seen it happen before. This is crazy. He bought me beer once. Oh, nice. There you go. What, yeah, so, like, sweet. just because... So, so he's obviously not a judge because he bought you beer? No, yeah. no, but he's just, like, a random Edmonton guy who bought me beer once. It was awesome. Oh, he's an Edmonton guy, that means. Sorry, that was, uh... <laughs> just me joking. In case you can't understand my tone. Boston. In Edmonton, I guess they don't have sarcasm or tone. Oh! Okay. <laughs> What's up, dude, bros? Hello. Hello. Hola. Awesome. So how'd we do this week? <laughs> terrible. Oh, man, I, I did fucking terribly. I didn't play a single game, man. That's terrible. <laughs> no. All right. So we know what to expect out of you for that tonight. <laughs> Jay, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Just here since... to do the intro and then leave. Yeah, yeah. Since you're not playing any magic anyway, you know, just uh, do me a favor. 
Just yes. mock us openly on a repetitive basis and provide humor for the show. Sound good? Yeah. <laughs> and sarcasm. Lots of sarcasm. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, KYT, obviously, Jarrah, I know you played a pile of magic. We're going to get to you in a minute. Yeah. KYT, did you play any magic this week? Nope. Sweet. But uh, I do have some sweet um, MDSS news uh, for 2014 to talk about later in the show. Excellent. Ooh. So there are some de- developments uh, that have begun uh, in uh, the inner circle of Peter, Sal, Matt Schmaltz, and uh, with a bit, a tiny bit of input from me. So, uh, Matt's last name th- is Schmaltz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's called> <laughs> Tell me you call him Schmalty, Schmalty. I'm calling him that from now on, forever. Okay. There we go. (laughs) All right. Well, I didn't play a lot of Magic. I played some Commander at this place um, called Grand Prix Toronto. And uh, and I played some Commander with my brother and my son yesterday. And that was cool. Game was like epic and long. Aloros the shit. Going to get to that later. But in the meantime, we had somebody that was looking to play three drafts this weekend. Yeah. Jer, how'd it go for you at GP Toronto? <laughs> well, it was pretty funny because, like, in uh, in the Alberta little Facebook group, they're talking about, you know, placements. Like, we had a guy from Alberta, top eight. Uh, we had two in the top 32. We had a guy who got 43rd. And then when they referred to my name, Jeremy Schofield opened some poo. Uh <laughs> I, I finished building my deck and I bring it over to the guys because everyone's doing the whole okay who misbuilt and what's the more optimal build. And I sat down. I'm like, this deck I I, I didn't build optimally. I I need you guys to take a look at this. There's got to be something better. And I lay out the deck on the table and they're like, wow, that's a terrible red green deck. And I'm like, I know. So we sit there and we go through all of my cards and the deck we come to is the terrible red green deck I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> So it was just really, really, really bad. It was, like, for blue, I had, you know, a couple things that I might have been able to splash, like a Voyage End and a Grip type, but that was it. Uh, I had some, like, bigger guys, but I had, like, nothing for, like, the two and three drop on the curve for my red-green deck. So it was just kind of, like, hold out, hope that you can anger the god somebody, and then put things on the board that might help you win. My white was all, like, the subpar heroic guys, like the 1-3 the health guy and the plus 0, plus 2 enchantment. And, you know, it's just, it was just a rough pool. Like, you know, it's like I had practice and I felt really good. Uh, but I just, the cards that I was given, I just did not know what to do with them. And it just didn't have, like, a, an optimal build, I, I felt like, so. Jeremy, who do you consult, uh, who did you go to to look at your pool? Uh, well, I went to I went to the Alberta group guys, so uh, that would be like Rob Smith, uh, Francis Toussaint, Jerry Gustadi, Tyler Bloom, uh, those guys there. So uh, they all did very very well. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, so it was uh, it was pretty good. Like again, we just kind of took a look through it. Uh, my buddy Nick, obviously, uh, and we just we we couldn't find like a build that was any better with it. So uh, it was pretty rough. And that's like. That's mostly my, if not all, of my experience with sealed, uh, which is why it's very difficult for me to mo- be motivated to play that format. Well, it was one of those awkward things where it's like, you know, I I felt good and I felt bad. I felt good because, you know, when everybody looked at it and consulted, they felt like I had built, you know, the optimal deck out of it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But 
I felt terrible because the optimal deck was terrible. Was fucking garbage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, okay, so the first part that was great is I went and I checked out my points and I did the whole Planeswalker points thing and it said I had zero buys. So I was like that genius guy Whoa. who had bought a sleep, sleep in special with zero buys. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, you know, pro in that sense. So uh, we get there Friday and it's like, okay, I got to get up early. So I get up early and I make my way down to the hall and I, I stand in line and everything like that. Then the player <laughs> meeting finally starts because it was delayed. Like they, they had a really rough go and uh, players meeting starts and my name isn't on the list. So I go over and I'm like, hey, Jason, um, what do you got for the special people who got sleeping specials with zero buys? And he's like, I thought we talked to all of those. And I'm like, okay. So at least I wasn't alone. I guess there was like four other people who were brilliant like me. Using their judge brain. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> so that wasn't the thing either. Uh, they actually had me in the system for two buys. So I was very confused because I have not played anywhere near enough magic to have two buys. Honest. Yeah. So I sat there and I argued with them that I shouldn't have any buys. <laughs> and uh, after about the third time, you know, it's very much like uh, in The Simpsons there, where it's like, I'm going to step on your foot and say, Help Mr. Oh, Thompson, <laughs> he's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's the scorekeeper guy, and he just kind of, like, gives me this look. Then somebody's been playing with your card, and it's like, I'll take the message and go. <laughs> like... <laughs> So I was just like, okay, started off the day with two wins, all right. Um, really with the thing, I had I had a couple close matches. I had a couple, like, just absolutely disgusting blowouts. Uh, I won a match, which was nice. Uh, I beat a guy who I was his only loss, so he came and checked in on me how I did, and I told him that I gave him the terrible tiebreakers, so uh, he wasn't very happy with that. Uh, but I don't know. It was it was rough. Like it was just one of those things where you know I just I felt really good going into the tournament and it didn't work out. But I saw and met a whole bunch of really cool people, so I was really happy with that. And I got a whole bunch of goodies for my EDH decks. And yeah, did you get the VIP? No, I did not VIP. I wasn't going to pay a hundred bucks for VIP. A hundred dollars. Yep. It was an expensive My fucking god. Well, it was like $45 or something like that just to play in the GP. Yeah, how come yeah. It's not, how come, maybe somebody knows the answer to this, but how come it's not always the same? Uh, I mean, even just for just the, the same format. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how come not all standard GPs cost the same? And not all, you know, sealed ones do? Well, from my understanding... um. And the little bit that I know, it comes from talking with Jason Ness. And at Pro Tour Return to Ravnica, they had all of the major TOs go to the Pro Tour for, like, uh, a little seminar-type thing. And that's where, you know, they first, you know, kind of really put out the idea of VIP and everyone kind of bought onto it. So what they have is, like, they have kind of, like, a loose agreement. Like, hey, we're all going to offer this or we're not going to offer it. If we do offer it, it's going to include these basic things. So... I think from there, then it's just a matter of like, what's it cost to run a tournament in a different area? Like, Europe is obviously, you know, a different boat altogether. So their prices should be really messed up. And from what I hear, it is actually just terrible out there where you pay like the $45 for a seal. You don't get a playmat. You don't get nothing. You get like terrible prizes. And it's just weird to me that like not every sealed GP costs the same, even just for entry. And then not every. VIP is the same. And then 
It also, I was having a discussion this weekend about, like, prize scaling, which I think is terrible as well at GPs, where it's like, like, at, how many people went to GP Vegas? Uh, like a bazillion. Like 3,000 like 3, or something? Uh, 3,800, was it? Yeah, 4,000 people paid, what, $40 Or did it max play? out? It maxed out at 45, right? Or so, I don't know. It was it was, yeah, a, it was, yeah, it was, it was like every magic player on the planet. <laughs> so, so how much how much money how much money is that? Like uh, it's the same. It was the same. Uh, the prize payout was the same as far. Yeah, as that's that. what I mean. No, I mean how much money from registration? If everybody just paid the basic, how much is that? Uh, like forty times forty. Uh, yeah, isn't that like a uh, hundred sixty? Crazy. Let's say it's like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then like how much? Do they pay the judges? Like, how much does it cost for packs to pay judges? Um, they don't pay you with money. They usually pay you a box per day plus your foils, which are free, essentially. But then they also have to put you up in the hotels, and usually you'll get, like, 20-some-odd bucks for you to step in. I thought you had to pay your own way. That's why a lot of judges, like, sometimes judges can't go. Well, usually you will not get your flight, uh, but hotels and stuff like that, uh, for the most part, they will put judges up in hotels. And then, like, so, how many per room? Four? Two per room. Two per room, okay. Yeah. So, like, it just doesn't make sense to me that, like, the the grand prize for winning a GP would still only be 3500 when it's 3500 for also winning a 700 GP at GP Calgary. Like, Well, the very like, interesting the part is, uh, the part that, that a lot of people don't know but is very interesting is that the prize, like, the actual, like, top 64 prize or whatever like that, yeah. comes directly from Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. Yeah. Gonna go to next. Yeah, so like all of that money goes to who? That money goes to running the tournament, which is an expensive thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Like this tournament was awesome because like the guys, Mike McPhee, Jason S, like they actually got to end their tournament organizing on a positive. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, it was something like the biggest GP in Canada or something. Yeah, uh, 1606. Is that what it finished at? Yeah, yeah something like that. So, so that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they actually made money on this one. So that was that was positive. So who makes that money? The TO? Yes. Like so, if I wanted to put on the tournament, I would say give me forty dollars and I'll. You can play where I am, and then I <laughs> get all of that money, and then I use that some of that money to like pay for the venue and stuff. But like, but it's me. Like it's not going through some other like third party or something. Like it's not going through Wizards first, and then they nope. pay the TO or nope. or nope. anything they, like that. They they run the event, so they come up with an agreement with Wizards and they run the event. So yeah, so they get the money. Yes, yes, it goes to them. Man, I should be a TO. Well, that's the thing is it's it's tough though. You know, like they have all kinds of crazy things that can happen. Like Calgary was a bomb for them. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not saying it's easy. It's like any business, right? Yeah, <clears throat> but. Uh... But but I just mean like, if you look at something like Vegas, like I could fucking retire on something like Vegas. I'm sure that if they made two hundred thousand dollars from Vegas, it didn't cost them that much to run an event. I don't know. They had to buy chairs. Like they couldn't rent chairs. They had to buy chairs for like. Yeah, I'm sure they sold them back. Like. Well, you you would hope so, but like they couldn't support. Like the chairs they bought apparently were like weight rated to two hundred pounds, and people (laughs) on that side of the room were (laughs) watching people collapse chairs. Great for Magic players. That's currently <laughs> happening at my local game store. Every time we go in there, every day there's a new chair broken. That's. But we can't figure out why, because it's not. It's not like a bunch of cheap chairs. Like these are the same chairs they've had. So all of a sudden they're just all breaking. It's probably just some fucking piece of shit. 
I would guess that if you are very well organized and you're good at running things like that, you could probably make good money doing it. Hence why there's people who you know made a career out of it. Uh, but at the same time, I can see that if anything last minute goes wrong, you don't get to say, oh, well, I can't afford to do this instead. You just yeah. kind of get stuck with it, right? So it's... But it, I mean, it, like, it just, it sounds like any other business. Like, if this is my job, I can write off buying chairs that I'm going to sell back. I can write off renting, a ter- like, a, a hall. I'm assuming, like, I don't know, right? Well, I, that's, that's fine, not, but you still don't get any of that money until fucking next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, right? I'm aware like, of that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like... This this obviously is not a zero sum game. If it was, then nobody would fucking do it. It's true. Yeah. So they're they're gonna try some things out. Like we got new people who are gonna be doing the Canadian ones. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Moro Bon Giovanni. Yeah. Mr. Morrow. <laughs> that that's fucking Bon Jovi's real last name. <laughs> Just so you guys know. Now I mean, I, I understand the, he's actually good. run some GPs before. Uh, he's run regional pre-releases, I think. Is that what it is? It was, I was reading on some Facebook pages that somebody has said some pretty good things about the way that he runs events, but at the same time, I've also heard people cringing in terror that Jason is no longer running events, so I don't really know what to believe. Well, see, like, that's the thing, is that, uh, you would have, like, my understanding is Moro is kind of like the Quebec guy who would run all, like, the big regional stuff. Uh, and you know PTQs and that kind of stuff. Before yeah, he you know, basically controlled in. the East, basically. Yeah. So it, it's before you know they kind of switched out to this. Everybody gets a stab at it uh, game plan. Yeah. And in Alberta, we had Jason. So like that's that's where it's like seeing Jason do everything on a national scale was always really good for Albertans because we knew how he ran tournaments and we were very comfortable with the way he ran tournaments and we enjoyed the way he ran tournaments. Mm-hmm. So. You know, now kind of seeing something different. It's like, I don't know anything about this Morrow guy, but from what I'm understanding, he was kind of like the Jason of the East. The East. So okay. probably bad for us. Um, <laughs> why is Jason retiring? Uh, time is the is what I got from when I talked to him about it at the, at the GP also. Um, basically, he and... Uh, Mike. Mike both have... <laughs> Mr. McVee. Um, both have day jobs. And they are basically like, there's not enough money in the GP racket for them to justify like dialing back on the day job. Right, right. And the problem is the demand. The irony is, is that the demand for the GPs and how much work goes into them is increasing, right? Because the events are getting bigger. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like it demands more time, but it doesn't pay as well. So they kind of just had to make a decision and say, you know, thanks guys. We're out. Yeah. I overheard like a random number. Like it was worth, it was 4,500 or 45 K to them. Uh, if everything played out nice that they would make, but that's with like no safety net and everything is just getting weird. Like, I guess they had the opportunity to have this video streamed. They got last minute pitched, Hey, we can send it a coverage team up there to do the GP, but that was going to cost seven grand. Uh-huh. Like just out of nowhere, just like overnight. Yeah. That's going to be $7,000 that you weren't accounting for. That's going to get tacked onto your tournament. Now they had the numbers where it's like, if they had a, you know, a crystal ball, I'm sure that we would have had a coverage team. Yep. But if it was last GP Toronto, then that would have put them out. So, you know, that's that's kind of the case where it's they just they didn't feel comfortable and they had a few ideas of how they could make things work a little bit more favorable and it never played out. Like, you know, it just it never worked out. Wizards kinda of had a different idea for it. So, you know, I think everyone's kind of leaving on, you know, good terms. 
but for whatever reason, like, I don't know, I've been to a, a, quite a few GPs as of late. And I feel like when the GPs go bad off the start, like, they're usually just terrible. And I thought that GP Toronto was getting a lot of negative flack, and I just, I didn't like see it. Like, the old one or the new one? The new this one. one. This one. Sorry, it was getting flack? This one started very, very, very late. Yes, it had a oh, very yeah, I Oh, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. You know, so, I, I think it, it probably wouldn't be such a big deal if they weren't so fucking anal about when I have to be there, and then literally every single GP, without hyperbole, let's use the smooth Scotty Mac, I'm serious, I'm not being sarcastic, boys, uh, has ever started our time. That's like, that's as a consumer, uh, for me to be paying $100 for VIP and then starting a, a GP at, you know, six hours after I... Um, start that's that's frustrating as a consumer right and i don't know that i like like a lot of like there's a lot of people like you guys and us i suppose that um know a lot of the inner workings of gps and stuff because we're in the know or we're friends or whatever but like personally i don't like i don't know why the fuck they're always late and i can't just ask that like i can't just walk up to jason while he's starting a tournament late and ask him why the tournament's starting late. Even in, even if I was like, I'm friends with Jason. Even if I was just asking him out of curiosity, like that's just like that's so tactless to just be like, Jason, like why aren't we starting? Is there anything I can help you with? He would just tell me to either get out of the way or help. He wouldn't See, tell me why. And you know what? That's so funny because it's exactly what I did. And like, so, so I had it was it was a uh, it was snack time with the daughter. I was there with Lily. And uh, so we showed up, and and this huge sea of fucking sweaty guys, and you oh. know she's in a little pink sweater, and she's just all in her glory, running around and just like navigating through the maze of people, and you know we end up uh, at some point it's time for snack, and uh, so we're sitting at the back, and and she's eating a snack, and I'm having my lunch or whatever at noon, and and uh, I look over, and it's just like in the back of the back of the of the arena or whatever the hell we were in the the conference center. And I can see sort of because I'm facing the back of the room. There's I see Jason. He's milling about behind, like obviously oh, just tidying stuff up, you know. And so I, I stand up. I take a couple steps over and I wave. And he comes over and says hi. And you know, I literally was just like, yeah. So uh, like, I mean, I just got here. A lot of people are saying we're really late. What's going on? <laughs> we got right into it. <laughs> yeah. So did I don't he tell know. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say? Uh, he said it had to do with um, some pre-reg errors. Uh, oh, there was yeah. there was some challenges with um, the corroboration of like DCI name and PayPal accounts. Yeah, and so basically everybody that came in that pre-registered, they actually had to go through the process of almost like verifying the registration. Yeah, so which it, is exactly the opposite of pre-reg. pre-reg. So it held everything up, and then That's that that combined with the fact that we had like seven hundred people or something like basically said to me, like, let me put you this way. We just registered, you know, 950 people in two days or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, mm-hmm. yeah. So they just, they, that's all it was. They just got bogged down and, and it was shitty. And then the same thing, like, you got to figure Saturday morning registrations, which this was the last time you're going to be able to do that. So folks, moving forward, if you're going to a GP, pre-reg or register on Friday, because otherwise you're fucking not getting in. Um yeah, they're, they're just all GPs are not doing Saturday registration. Yeah, Saturday registration is done, which is awesome because it means events will start earlier. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how this affects Dallas. Uh, Dallas is this weekend. 
Um, so if that starts on time, then we know where the problem was. And good for Wizards for stepping in and helping us fix it. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. But yeah, it was he was totally cool about it. I'm just like, so man, what happened? Like, lay it out for me. Yeah, it was totally forthcoming. The PayPal problem was when somebody signed up somebody else under a PayPal account. Yeah. So, yeah. like, for instance, I registered me and the guy who I flew with, Nick. And for that reason there, it totally screwed up their system. Whereas I walked up to Mike McPhee and I'm like, I pre-regged. And he's like, uh, is this your DCI number? I'm like, no, that's my buddy, Nick. I registered him up too. And he looked at me and he's like, okay, well, I trust you. And he gave me my stuff and I walked away. Yeah. Like, it's just like their system people, wasn't designed to, to do check. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So the problem was when one person paid for more than one person? Yes, on PayPal. Yeah. And why is that a problem? Uh, like, what was the, the problem? Just the way that their system was set up, that it was hard for their system to identify. Like, I think the the thing that it honed in on was PayPal address or PayPal, whoever the PayPal came from, as opposed to DCI number. So it's probably some sort of software thing that they don't actually have a solution for that each TO has to figure out themselves. And, you know, if these guys are on their way out the door, why would they develop something for it, right? Right, of course. Sorry, but I just still don't understand. So I send you PayPal money. And I say, this is my DCI number. Yeah. And then I send you PayPal money, and I say, this is Bob's DCI number. Yeah. Yeah. And and then and then what's happening? Like, an automatic system is not functioning? Yeah. Essentially, what was happening in that case there is that it would, I don't know if it would recognize you or it would recognize Bob's yeah. DCI number, but it wouldn't recognize both of your DCI numbers. Like, the yeah. system... The system would give one. Oh, it's just like some piece of shit software. Yeah, yeah. that's like, what it was. Like the event reporter. Right. <laughs> I think it's just mat like like Jeremy said, it's just like manually written by someone. Well, if it's manually written by somebody, then they need to be fucking fired. Like that's not acceptable. Like, oh hey, it says here Scott's paying for Scott and Jay. I'm gonna put it down for Scott X two and please fuck around with his entire day. <laughs> like like right? Yeah. Like that's not acceptable, right? Well and if like that, that's the if thing that was is that... a job, if that was like a real job and not just like I like magic, I wanna help. Uh, then they would be fired, right? Perhaps, but it, honestly, it doesn't matter at this point. It's you know, it's it's behind us. It's, well, I mean, it's it rough that it happened, but like that's the thing is that this is well, not it matters, it matters going forward, doesn't it? Well, not really, because these guys aren't doing it anymore. But like, are they the only ones that did that? Though? I don't. From from what I gather, um, I don't have anything to say yes or no with this. Yeah. But this is one of those pieces. That's left to the to the TO, so it's not like Wizards has a piece of software that they give to each TO. This is how you're going to take PayPal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this is Jason and Mike needed something to collect PayPal registrations. They came up with this, and it just didn't work. For them. And now that they're leaving, I don't think that like you know this is going out to everybody. So uh, from what I understand, other GPs don't have this problem. I've been to other GPs that weren't Jason and Mike ones, and paypal regged and didn't have like when when we did gb calgary scott paid for me i'm assuming that went fine uh it it didn't go super well because i had a problem with uh, nick at gp calgary so maybe they had figured out something and maybe it only was a problem for some people but Hmm. the same thing that i ran into at gp toronto was the same thing i ran into gp calgary Hmm. so anyways overall The GP was, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, the GP was good, I think, um, by the time it all finished. 
Um, the, everybody seemed to be having a good time, everybody that I talked to. Uh, I showed up at 11 o'clock, and I guess round one hadn't started yet. No. Like, like they were still just finishing player meeting or something? Anyways, <laughs> whatever. So I was walking by with Lily. I walked by the face-to-face booth. I saw everybody and said hi, and, you know, I saw a pile of people as I'm walking by, and finally I got about halfway through the place, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I got to put her on my shoulders because otherwise, like, she's going to get lost. So I threw her up on my shoulders and I walk, I get to the center and I start to cross from sort of like the left or the right side where I know that Maddie and those guys are all hanging out. And I walk by and, of course, there's Owen and Huey walking together down the center. And I'm like, hey, guys, how's it going? They're like, hey, Scott, what's going on? And, you know, Huey's like a giant. I don't know if any of you all know this. Like, I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah. But Huey is much taller than I am. Okay. So it's funny because Lily's on my shoulders and he just looks at her and he goes, High five. <laughs> and she's sitting on my shoulders, so she just goes, Pop. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, you know, the two year old can do it, but uh Owen can't jump and do it. Um it was so it was it was good. It was good. And so uh yeah, I I heard that everything was running late and you know, then I heard about the fact that uh, nobody from the States had internet while they were there because nobody wanted to, you know, pay the million dollars for internet like we do when we go down there and pay for internet. Yeah. And uh, so, the, you know, do you have internet? Can you hook us up? Like, like, let me look at it. So anyway, so that was cool. And then I went to the back and I saw uh, Maddie Studios was there from Heavy Meta and stuff, right? And he was sitting at a table with uh, Rye ABC on Twitter. And he was running, a, he, I guess he runs Bulldog Games, and he was running a charity event for, like, charity gunslinging and all that sort of stuff for um, the, what is it, a hurricane, a tsunami relief or something? Yeah, it was a tsunami relief. Yeah. So they had, like, some sweet prizes, and there were people that, like, dueling for packs and stuff, and it was it was a really, really neat little setup that they had going. So we kind of dropped in there and said hi, and uh, and I met Jason Alt from Brainstorm Brewery, who I'd never actually met before. So that was cool. So we all kind of like got to to chatting and and uh, yeah. So I guess I spent I saw Spruik, hung out with Spruik for a bit. Um, tried to get. Oh yeah, to, yeah. He's a good dude. He confirmed he reconfirmed Montreal for me while we were there. So it's gonna be absurd. GP Montreal gets dumber and dumber every day. Wow. Anyways, um, so so yeah. So we sat and I and I then I saw Jeremy. He showed up and I said hi and. You know, he looks so much younger without the beard. <laughs> I had the really creepy mustache. You did have the creepy mustache. It was like, it was like Mister Rogers' creepy pedophile neighbor. Like that, it, was, <laughs> it was, it was, pretty good. It was like you were living up to the scumbag Schofield. Yeah, like that. You know, it's like the younger version of the old guy from Family Guy. You know, <laughs> come on over. Come we on. can play in the basement. <laughs> we can have popsicles. Get your muscly little arms back there. Play Dungeons and Dragons. Get your fat ass back here. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> stuff like that. But uh, but no, it was it was good. It was really nice, kind of like just hanging and seeing everybody. And then you know Dirk showed up late, and and so I we saw him for a bit, and I got a chance to to gunsling a match or whatever. So that was cool. And yeah, overall, man, it was just like it was a really good time. And it was just nice to hang out with everybody. I hit uh, I hit ten thousand steps at one o'clock. I got there at eleven. I was chasing after my my two year old. I realized that I actually got to intimately know the entire floor plan of the entire facility. 
over and over and over again. Just doing laps? Seriously, it was unreal. There's actually some places that if you walk so far, you actually can't get back. There's no return through inside the building. You have to go outside. I may or may not have been in the upper floor in the government area. Probably, <laughs> probably should not have been. But, wow. uh, you know, you follow the little one. But it was sweet. Everybody, like I said, everybody looked to have a really sweet time, and everybody was smiling and happy to be there, and that's what really matters. You know, it was didn't feel very like a poisonous environment. I saw Kyle and, and Avery and all those guys, too, and that was awesome, and Tyler, and there's so many millions of people that I should be shouting out, and I'm not, and I'm sorry, don't hate me. Um, but it was it was really neat. It was a good time. So, so Kyle just brought one son? No, I think the whole family there was, but it was just yeah. Avery that was playing, I think. Yeah. yeah, Avery was there on the Saturday, and then the rest of the family came by on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was super sweet meeting Kyle. Like we yeah. just sat there and we just chatted and chatted and chatted, and then Avery, like he's just like super fan extraordinaire, and just he was like full of energy. Like that kid is awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just really really cool. Nice. So I I did I I was fortunate enough to get. Uh, to get my 8th edition foil Peach Garden Oath signed by Huey, Reed, and Owen. Nice. And it's fucking in, like, silver Sharpie. So it's it's pretty sweet. I'm pretty excited. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really neat. So they did a really good job, and and I'm very thankful that they, uh, they opted into doing that for me. So, yeah, it was sweet. But yeah, so how was Sunday for you? Like, obviously, you didn't make the day two cut, right? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Um, so Saturday, there was still a little bit of fun to be had uh, because I went over and saw Mr. Matty Studios. Yep. And I had been kind of like bouncing around. And at one point, I see him and he's it's just before they're about to do like the, the raffle draw. Mm. And I sit there and I'm like, OK, well, we got to play. We we have to we have to throw down a match. So he's like, okay, well, let's go back to the table. And they're just about to do the draw. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I've got bids in on this artwork. So I do scumbag bids and bid on the, the artwork that he bid on. Just like <laughs> one dollar him up. Awesome. Just like, just to, like, I had no intention of winning it. I just wanted to like, just, just get under his skin, get the, the, the psychological advantage off the get-go. Uh, so then we sat down to play some standard. And uh, it was his mono white with red and crazy. Deck. It's like it's mono white steam vents. Yeah, mono white steam vents. Although that name is reserved by uh, uh, Alex Bianchi and 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 Matt. Those guys that 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 red. It's mono white devotion, but it's with red, red and, and blue. blue. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. It was weird. Uh, I played my Grixis list, and we went back and forth. But I took it down in three uh, with a bit of a crowd watching. So that was really exciting uh, nice. because it just proves that a team's a better show. So, yeah, we just, we, just, we just put it right out there. I uh, did it for the glory. So that was awesome. It was a lot of fun just having like a, a great time with those guys. As far as like the auctions went and stuff like that, didn't win anything there. But uh, you know, like I, I guess that they raised probably somewhere in the range of, I want to say fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it was four, uh, excuse me, it was fourteen hundred and change. Yeah, so just like awesome job for those guys to you know make some money for. Uh, less fortunate people right now wonderful cause yeah yeah so that was really sweet uh i did a bunch of running around got some cards uh on sunday i show up at the event center and i'm like okay well you know what i'm gonna hang out with durf and it's gonna be a ton of fun 
And, uh, yeah, I get there, and the fine folks at Face to Face weren't there yet. So I was like, did they cancel this and nobody told me? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, after a little while, everyone started to trickle in and stuff like that. They got in there, and I got to sit down at uh, the table and sign some tokens, and the tokens are freaking sweet. So that's really awesome to have. Um, so I was making sure that I put appropriate adjustments on all the tokens, making sure that they all had scumbag written on them <laughs> because, nice. you know, they missed out on that. Uh, but had some really cool, uh, folks come by. Uh, I had, uh, JP and Raphael who came by to get some derf tokens and just like kind of talk like they had listened to the show in the past and tried to get them back onto the show. And they were just really, really like just cool, high energy guys. Uh, and then I had, uh, a Mr. Teague show up. So, Scotty, you know this guy? So, we've talked about Teague before okay. in the show. And, uh, yeah, we know Teague pretty well. The Teague, last time Teague, we talked about him, wasn't it like GP Toronto last time or something? Yeah, or? yeah Teague, used, Teague used to play uh, Commander okay. with, with me on, on occasion. And uh, then he moved away and uh, out to the middle of fucking God knows where. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I know Teague. Yeah, Teague came by, and he was, like, super sweet, and just kind of, like, talking about A-Team stuff, but he hasn't been listening, like, since he moved away. So I was telling him he made a big mistake and stuff like that, but then he started talking about a sweaty (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. So, so I don't know if there was ever, like, a continuance (sighs) of the sweaty t-shirt story, but I I got an update on the sweaty t-shirt and what's going on. Oh, man, give it to us. Okay, so apparently he gets this shirt. And I guess he went to Harry T's store or whatever like that to play a Friday Night Magic wearing this sweaty shirt. So, so as soon as he got it, he, like, he, he, he didn't wash it or anything like that. He just threw it on at F&M. And he said it was really uncomfortable for him because he was wearing a sweaty shirt. Yep. So he uh, played it. And he was like, he was like, it was like this really weird thing where it's like, I felt like the other people in the store should be in awe, should be jealous and stuff like that. But they have no idea what this shirt is and why I'm wearing it and why it's, it's smelly. So, <laughs> so you know, he kind of like went real? shirt. But uh, he told real me life? that he has not yet washed that shirt. Oh my oh god! My god. god. So it's sitting in like a travel tote somewhere. He's like, I still have it. It's in a travel tote and I haven't washed it yet. So, oh my god, that was like three years ago. Absolutely. So, Teague, wow. I told you I, I, I had to, I had to get the story out there. So, definitely, uh, thanks for stopping by the booth, and I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was really wow. sweet. Uh, Durf was doing awesome, like custom tokens, and it was good to hang out with him. Uh, that was a ton of fun, and then got to meet uh, uh, the whole Carrie Dan family. So that was uh, pretty sweet. Uh, did some right chat on. there, and uh, yeah, those those folks are just. Just awesome. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm missing something. I got some really awesome pack rat tokens from Durf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, I sat there. He was doing this like custom token thing where it's like you pay five bucks and he'll do up a token for you. So I told him I wanted some pack rat tokens, but I wanted pack rat tokens where the image is showing a rat standing on top of things you would commonly discard to pack rat. So I got one that's got like a desecration demon. I got one that's like a thought seize, like a rat on the back of the thought seize guy's head. <sighs> one that's got like a Nightvale Spectre on the ground. Another one that's got, uh, geez. Uh, what was the last one? 
I don't know, some other card, but it was funny because it's like, why didn't you get a Grey Merchant one? It's like, who really discards a Grey Merchant to pack around? Like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, just, I don't know, it was just a really good time. Like, I, I wish that I had done better in the tournament, but I got to, like, catch up with so many people, which was just really, really good. Uh, I did miss the party, though. So, well, hold on, John. The top eight was pretty sweet. Robert Smith made top eight. Yes, you did. Yeah, Rob Smith was just he was. It, it was really, really tight because like we had a few guy like uh, Jared Gestati, who I'm sure is infamous. Uh, he was doing very, very well. He had uh, done like the three O's draft, and if he three O'd his next draft, he would have he wouldn't have top eighted, but he would have had the what is it the thirty nine points to get you the the invite. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Sweet. So he had uh, he already has the plane ticket bought. He's going to the pro tour to just rail, so he was very very close to uh, to to getting that uh, that getting that win. He actually was playing, what was it? Uh, he played against a guy, and the guy like triple. Um, what's the one red spell that has two targets get plus one plus zero oh, and first strike? Um, uh, fuck, I don't remember. Coordinated assault or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got, like, triple-coordinated assault and just, like, blown out of a game. And, like, it was just, like, the thing that, like, if he had just... If he was able to run back the double draft win, he would have been able to get himself there. But, yeah, we had Robert Smith, who played a game, had a weird slow roll judge call at the end of his game, which was super awkward. And then, uh... What happened? What happened? happened? Okay, so, uh, essentially what happens is Robert is at, I think, five, five life. He's got uh, a couple creatures, and his opponent's at, like, a pretty low life total as well. So his opponent is playing blue-green, and he's been sitting on a Triton Tactics the whole game, pretty much. And Robert doesn't know this, but Robert's been blown out by the Triton Tactics in one of the games, so he knows that it's a card that's out there. Robert's playing a very aggressive red-white deck, and he's just, like, not being able to get that one land that he needs to just close the game out. So he gets himself into a situation where really his line is to attack with pretty much everything, have a guy back that can block the Nessian Asp, try and win on the next turn because he just can't get that last land. So he swings in with everything. His opponent, Triton Tactics, untaps a couple guys. Uh, Robert goes and does like a couple pump, uh, pump trick or whatever like that. He's got the Annex and Cynamide guy, the Anal Chlamydia guy on the board. So what essentially it does is it creates this situation with, with the way the blocks would work out. Uh, the guy who's blocking Annex and Smitty or whatever like that, uh, it would have like five toughness and Annex would have seven power. And then there would be another creature that had like more damn, uh, more power than toughness. So the whole weird judge call was the opponent said, because uh, they were talking about damage on a regular non-first strike creature. The opponent said, well, I don't take any first strike damage because you skipped over to that. Like, you shortcutted to assign all the damage to the creature that blocked as opposed to assigning any damage to me. So it was like this really weird, like, calling the judge and trying to argue that he shouldn't take two points of damage or trample from the other creature because they were they, they didn't talk about the first strike creature. They were talking about the regular damage creature. Mm. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think there's anything in the book for that at all uh, in that situation. I don't know what the actual basic shortcut is in that spot. 
but I, I've never heard of it. Like, if you shortcut it, you assign all the damage to the creature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of those ones where it was just like, and it was really, really awkward because it's like they they tell the they 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 give it to the judge, and the judge is like, uh, "No, that's not right. Like, it, it's not right. Like, he he assigns he he has to assign the damage. Like, he doesn't get to not assign the damage. He has to assign the damage." So. Like, I don't know if the judge was thinking, like, it's an out-of-order sequencing or something like that, but the player, like, the guy who's playing against Robert was just like, no, no, I appeal, I appeal, call the head judge. And the super gross part is, is that, like, there's nothing that looks like it's going to happen. Like, Robert has, like, no play, he's all tapped out, his creatures are tapped, like, he's only got one guy back to block the creature that he needs to block, and the guy who's doing all of this has uh, the blue naiad in his hand. So they appeal to the head judge. The judge leaves to go get the head judge. And while they're talking with the head judge, like, Robert's like, well, I, I, I've got nothing. Like, what, what do you, like, you know, like, just like, what do you got? And the guy's like, well, I got flying. So it was just like this, like, really awkward judge slow roll thing where it's like, I actually walked over to the judges and uh, I sat there and the head judge, uh, Scott Marshall, he's like, whoa, 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 no, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm like, just so you know, they're not playing anymore. One player conceded. And they're like, oh. So they went over and tried to figure out what was going on, but it was pretty funny because they're sitting there trying to figure it out, chew me away, and it's like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not important. It was a slow. Weird. Yeah. But I guess there was a bunch of like really weird judge calls in the top eight. I didn't get to see. I just after the fact, there's a little bit of Twitter talk about some like weird judge calls and judge things. So I don't know if there was just a bit of fishing going on or what, but. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, Robert did really well. Yeah. So who who ended up winning? Mister Ari Lax, friend. Ari Lax. Yeah. Oh wow. One of our boys. Nice. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the the really really gross part is? Is that uh, <laughs> Robert Smith? Uh, you know, Alberta, awesome. Uh, he beat Turtonwald in the win in it. Yeah, I heard about that. So he he was the three peak crusher. Yeah. Brutal beats for Owen. Yeah. Who won two back-to-back? Yes. Yes, I I, I can pick (laughs) those things. Yeah. Wow, he was actually close to the third one then. Yeah, he was. He was on the outside shot. Do you want to give other shout-outs to my boy from Ottawa, Ben Moore? Um, Alex actually finished 14th. Yeah, Uh, Alex was very close. Yeah, yeah, your friend Francis Toussaint, 20th. Gotta give, gotta give the due to St. Catherine's player, Edgar Magalhães. Yeah. So he actually, I know this kid pretty well. Kid can play magic. Remember when I went and I did all that gunslinging out in the middle of nowhere? Um, it, well, for, for the huge Niagara Falls event or whatever. And I said that I, I played my four-color reanimator deck, and this kid came and played Naya and crushed me every single time that he played. Yeah. Um, so that's Edgar. So Edgar was the kid that crushed me every single time. So it was like really good to see him like top eight, a fucking pro tour or a, a grand prix rather. And then because of the, the volume, it gets him on the pro tour. So like good for him. So excited. And, uh, and that's sweet. So also like notable karaoke ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Radishak came in 24th. So good. So powerful. So powerful. I was really proud of him. And he was so excited, too. 
So it's a bonfire. He, he fucking ran. Oh, it it's back. that guy. Yeah, he ran it back. I, I we'll get into that later. But yeah, so it was uh, it was a really good time. The uh, we so I show up like seven. No, after I show up like eight thirty or whatever, something stupid like that. Um, I show up just as Huey just got eliminated by Arielax, and he's just out having a smoke. And I run into like him and Tom and um uh and they're all like talking about sort of how it all went down. I'm like, so what happened? You know, I I was reading on Twitter. The last thing I read just before I got off the highway was, you know, you were sitting down for top four. He goes, I lost in top four. I'm like, oh, you know, he goes, he already just crushed. He says it was like two not even games. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, so you're ready to drink then, huh? They're like, fuck yes, we're ready to drink. Let's get the hell out of here. So we figured it all out. And we got a pile of cars together. Um, we ended up uh, going out to some karaoke. I, I ended up driving. Who came with me? Uh, Tyler came with me. And Sam Black came with me and Tom Martell and his girlfriend. And so we showed up. And then in another car was Reed, Owen, Huey, some guy named Alex, I want to say. And I think it's Alex or something like that. Uh, and then Paul Rietzel showed up as well. And nice. Greg uh, O'Green's. O'Green? I, I don't know. O'Green C? I have no idea. Anyways, O'Green C? He came in second. At the GP, so he showed up with a contingent as well a little bit later, um, and then of course uh, you know Alex Bianchi and uh, and Matt were there, and we had a great time. Everybody was just hanging out. It was uh, not as busy as we would have liked, and it was a little bit more out of the way than I think anyone expected. Um, and the place itself wasn't really busy. I was told that it was like the place to be, and it was you know the karaoke was great. Um, little known fact. Uh, William Jensen is a master, not only at magic, but karaoke as well. Guys, ridiculous. It was very good. So, anyway, so we had a good time. Everybody drank their fair share and fill, and there was some cars being slung and karaoke being sang, and it was it was a good time. Everybody had a nice, you know, relaxing time. So, it was sweet. I'm looking forward to Montreal. It's going to be ridiculous. I have to redeem myself for Montreal. So gotta get on that planning train. <laughs> but everybody that was there had fun. And like I said, I, I got a, I got the chance to like sit down and actually hang out with those guys and so we did find out that the pro players themselves basically conceive the ranking systems to be ludicrous fluff. Oh they are. They, yeah. 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 It's it's a reaction to an article. But they they like to have fun with it, so I was yeah. Really, it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good time. So I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I had the chance to hang out with those guys and just chill, because it I felt I didn't feel totally out of place. I obviously was a little, but not totally. So it was it was good. I had a good time. I was really glad that uh, they came out and and hung out and stuck out the night. We closed the place up, and I drove. Uh, I drove Tom and Paul and Tom's girlfriend back to their hotel room. And, uh, yeah, then I went home and went to bed. It was like 2.30 in the morning or whatever. So it was it was a pretty sweet weekend, man. It was really good. I think I might have mind-tricked uh, uh, LSV. So, okay. okay. <laughs> Saturday morning. 
And okay, so, <laughs> and so then... okay, okay. So here's here's the scenario, and I, I don't know. I, I gotta reach out to him and find out if if it was just the actual mind trick. Uh, so it is. I, I'm on my way out to go and do the players meeting thing at the GP. So I'm all dressed up in my like suit and everything like that, and I go to get on the elevator, and the elevator opens up, and there's LSV in his like workout clothes. So I I just kind of look at him and I direct him out of the elevator. So he gets out of the elevator, and then I get in the elevator, and I hit the button to go down to the main floor. And as the doors are closing, he kind of does this whole, like, why am I on this floor look? (laughs) So I don't know if I just, like, mind-tricked him out of the elevator onto the third floor for no particular reason, or maybe he was on the third floor and just didn't know what was going on. But, yeah, I may have mind-tricked him. But I, I don't know why I directed him out of the elevator. I don't know if I was just trying to be polite. And I thought he wanted to get out. Uh, but oh man, that's too funny. Yeah, but it, it, like, it, it the, was... like the like the stop and stutter start step, like the, uh, uh, and then you turn around just as the doors are closing, <laughs> yeah. and like, um, yeah, I, I meant to ask him like on the Sunday because I was just thinking about it. It's like, yeah, I I don't think that was what was planned. So I don't know, a lot of fun. Um, I got some sweet stuff from Face to Face I got some Red Sign and Blood Notebooks so those are pretty sweet I wanted to get one of those I did I I got the 4 pack that's the way to go Uh, and then I also got a uh, Japanese Ravages of War Ooh. so that was pretty sweet And I got a bunch of, like, I got, what is it, the plateau that has the old art, but it was uh, a whiteboard uh-huh. one, so, you know, it's not, doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, and I got a foreign black border volcanic island, so that was, you know, good for the EDH. Oh. And then a bunch of other just, like, really cool pip stuff for the EDH deck, so. I got a Korean scroll rack, because that's, you know, a really fair card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. It was good. I got to, like, play the start of an EDH game against John Stern. And he was, okay. like, saying things to me, like, French rules for duels and stuff like that. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And then he was <laughs> yeah, just like, no, you're not allowed to play Soul Ring. So I took out the Soul Ring. What? Yeah. It's true. It's true. Have you ever you've, have you ever heard of these rules, Jay? The French yeah, rules? yeah, the French rules. Yeah, they're garbage. I thought he was just doing some Quebec thing on you, but... <laughs> like, I don't know. He could have been. Rule. He could have been. I'd let him do the Quebec thing. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fun. <laughs> okay, okay, we're not, we're not Eugene. Okay, so did you scum <laughs> Peter Pablo again? No, I didn't scum him. We we played. I don't think we played a whole game because he had a round <laughs> go up, so he actually had to leave for his round. But I felt like he was in a good spot. Uh, he did show off that he has very very fancy general cards. <laughs> Uh, I guess he went and got plug art alters or whatever like that. So, Luke, yeah, got on. Luke, yeah. actually, yeah. sweet Luke. Luke. <laughs> it's like I don't care for the painted stuff that much myself, but those are very beautiful cards. So, yep, Durf's paintings were amazing. Yes, Durf does excellent work, and he's now officially out of the alters game. So, those Why? are he's just done with. Alters, I think he's just tired of yeah. having to do too much of them or so many of them. 
garbage. Charge more money. So yes. That, right? yes, I think that he should have been charging more for his tokens. Did you see the picture I posted of them? No. no. Oh, I did, yeah, I did, yeah. I didn't. Okay, let me see. I'll see if I can find it, but you guys talk about things while I do that, because I can't do both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, speaking of EDH, so I mentioned last week that I'm going to this uh, EDH night over at, or EDH day or whatever, over at Sketchbook in St. Catharines. And so I'm there from, I'm there all day, just playing and grinding and having a good time. So come out and say hi and play some games. But I am looking to build the optimal Aloro deck. By optimal, like, by my evaluation. So I want to play a deck, obviously, lots of life gain. And I'm happy to play enchantment, something that's a little bit more controlling. But I like creatures and all this sort of stuff as well. Which one's Aloro? He's the dumb Esper giant that draws cards and deals damage, and I gain life during my upkeep, regardless of whether he's in the command zone or not. This fuck is so good. There was an article about that guy being like... Um, what's the word? Um, like, rude. Like... (laughs) Somebody wrote an article about how it's, like, not good etiquette to play that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tell that to my other three commanders. Um, uh, who are uh, Rafik and Animar and Kalia. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, bottom line is, is I'm looking to have a deck. I, I want a deck that I can play, you know, that's going to be fun, powerful, draw lots of cards, do lots of fun stuff, you know, be recursive, all that sort of jazz. Um, and I want to do it. Uh, so I need I need to, to get some ideas. So you guys send them all in. I have a deadline on, like, Wednesday. So hopefully you guys aren't listening to this on Wednesday. You're listening to this on Monday when it goes up because you're good A-team fans. And if you're not, for shame. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we hate you anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, didn't you hear? So I'm prepared to give out $25 of face-to-facegames.com credit to the list that is closest to the wow. one that that I'm going to take with me. With a three-day deadline. Well, I put it out on Twitter already, and it's Thursday, so some people have, like, a week. All right. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, you're, A, doing that wrong, too. Remedy it immediately, and you won't miss out. Um, And B, (laughs) uh, just get Twitter. Who are you? What are you, 80? Um, So, yeah. (laughs) So that's... So so help me. (laughs) Help me have fun. Because uh, I'm just like Wait, stopping other people from having fun. No, 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 no. You don't have to stop other people from having fun. I just I like gaining life and drawing cards. Like I I got like foil soul of the faultless, and like I have an academy rector, so I can use that. And like necropotent seems absurdly good with that guy. Like these are things I want to do. I just love playing Sphinx's Revelation in that deck. I think like all life, like all day, seems amazing. Yeah. Plus, like, good removal. That's what I want to do. So, build that deck with card draw. And I'm in. I'm your Huckleberry. And win money! $25! Dollars! (laughs) So. Challenge issued. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Will it be accepted? I played played some Commander this week. Yeah. Um, I played with... uh, Oh, those are pretty sweet. Those are very sweet, actually. Those tokens are wild. Um, yeah, I played some Commander this week. Uh, my uh, more of the power down, just like the the um, new Commander decks out of the box. 
and I played my lower deck versus the Jun deck versus the Bant deck. And the Bant deck was the new open this time. It was like we hadn't played with the Bant deck yet. And like that commander is absurd too. Deveri or whatever her name is. The one yeah. that, that like whenever because here's what makes that card very good is that whenever you deal combat damage, it also triggers the, the tap or untap ability. Oh. With any of your other creatures. So it's like Edric in that capacity. Like it's not just when you hit damage with that one or when that one comes into play. You also get the tap or untap the twiddle trigger every time you deal combat damage with a creature. So I imagine that could be pretty smart. Especially if you built like some of the blue cipher stuff in there. Like you big make some unblockable guys. Like that could be something. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. I, I'm really a big fan of the the new commander expansion so far from what I've seen. The decks seem very good. Um, the Esper one is dumb out of the box, like absolutely just broken, bonkers, stupid. There were multiple times where I should have been dead, and then oh no, gain forty, or like oh gain twenty nine, like Jeez. yeah, like Wrath your board, sweet, play this card, which brings back that card and that card and that card. Like Phyrexian Delver. Is a card that I didn't really realize was a card, I think, until we played oh, really? Cube. Yeah, like, I think I saw it first in your Cube. Yeah, that like, card's just crazy. And I'm like, wow, this is like a black karmic guy. This thing's retarded. And then and then it's in the Esper deck. Yeah. Like, with Shroom and artifact creatures. I'm just like, brrrr. So <laughs> So, yeah, it's, uh, the deck's very good. If you guys are just looking to get into Commander, totally way to go. Failing that, um, if you are already in Commander and looking for ways to spice up the format, those decks are, are a good way to do it. You can like dial it back for a while, and then after playing with the lower-powered cards, it gives you a really good idea of what you may want to do with it to make it a bit more high-powered. And uh, it's, it's been nice. It's starting to bring some of my Commander group back together. So it could be... Uh, we'll see how it all goes. Sweet. Yeah. But speaking of contests... <gasps> Do we have a contest? We had a contest. Remember to get a fucking logo. That's a good contest. I still have a from the Vaults 20. I don't know what it's doing on my desk. I don't think I own one. (laughs) So we've been carefully analyzing all of your uh, submissions. And we thank you very much for all of them. And we're at the point where there's a lot of stuff going on that we really like nothing that's quite slammed the home run for us yet, but there's a lot of things going on that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gotten a lot of requests to extend the contest to the end of the month so that we'll make the decision January 1st. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel like since we don't have a slam dunk winner right now anyway, and there's a lot of people that have been asking for more time that, I mean, like, I'm going to put it out there. I think we should extend it out. This is yeah. our logo, for God's sakes. What do you guys think? I, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I, I'm in the same boat, like what you're saying there, is that there's some cool stuff, uh, but nothing that kind of just steals it. Nothing that's just like, why are we even having this contest? That's the obvious winner. So because of that, you know, this is a good prize, and we want a good logo, and I know that we have some people who've asked for some more time, so let's let's do some more time. And if you yeah. submitted something and you're like, you know, I think I can expand on that or I think I can do something better, do it. Why don't we up the ante a little bit on the 
up the ante? Yeah. Why don't we also say that if you get selected as the winning artist, that you also are entitled to a lifetime of one piece of free merch. So what I mean by that is this. Ooh, every merch they get is free? Every, so, for example, we make playmats, one goes to that person. Holy, that's like such a, we don't even get free merch. We make sweatshirts. I had to pay for my man-deprived hoodie. There you go. <laughs> I paid for three and only got two. How do we feel what about that? What the fuck, KYT, you shyster? <laughs> how do we feel about that, guys? Is that is that worthwhile? Like, that that's that's upping it, right? Like, I if we that, make that's... sleeves, then they'll get a pack of sleeves. Like, you know, I, I think that's fantastic because I think that's, that's something great. we should we should do anyways. So I think that that's just perfect because that just puts it out there. That's crazy. KYT, that's crazy. what do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I hate my fans. But I don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. So, so we'll do it, or are we split, or what? I vote yes. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. That's sick. Prize just got real. Man, and an altar from Kelly Luber. And an altar from Kelly Luber? What? <laughs> like, just mispronouncing his last name. Her. That's a girl. Her. 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 Remember, that's the one from last week that I haven't actually reached okay. out to that my friend actually knows? My ex-girlfriend actually knows? That's funny. Stupid KYT. I'm stupid. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Called out. Man, what a crazy prize. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we should sign something for them too. Like all four of us. That's this is crazy talk. No. I saw the guy from Crazy Talk. He was really cool. Rich uh Frankie Richard? Frankie. Frankie. Yeah, I gave him grief for not coming out last night. Or on Sunday too. Yeah. All of y'all got grief. You're lucky you weren't around. You would have received so much wrath from me. Hey. Huh. Yep. Frankie. You, oh yeah, no, why did you go, you Sunday loser? night. Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, why did you go? Jeremy you did not come out Sunday night. He decided to instead of messaging me in any capacity oh. whatsoever, he instead of like, hey Scott, where are you? What's going on? We want to go for dinner. What the fuck? He was just like, fuck that. Guy. He's not here. I don't care. I'm out of here. I have better. Well, it's, it was kind of like that. It was I have like better that. things to do than hang out with Scotty Mac in Toronto. I'm like, wow. Hey, who all goes right. all the way to Toronto and then doesn't even hang out with yeah, the scumbag Schofield? That's who. That is who. Scumbag Schofield. That <laughs> I don't know. It's why. funny that Karma actually has a place in this story. Oh, really? Yes, because uh, let's see. Uh, I had the really <laughs> stupid early flight. Uh, I had the the six a.m. flight. Uh, well, not the six a.m. flight. The seven a.m. flight. I thought it was a six a.m. flight till literally the night before. So we go out for dinner. Uh, now, Mr. Scotty Mac was supposed to be at the hall around 7, and after the top 8 was done, we decided to go get some food because we hadn't seen him. And I go out and I have some dinner, and after I eat some food, I decide, you know what? I'm very, very tired. I have to spend some time with my wonderful daughter, and my wife has been having a very, very stressful weekend, so she kind of needs me at my best. So I'm going to go home and sleep because I need to wake up early for my plane. So we get to the hotel, set the alarm, realize I do a last minute check in on the, the thing, realize that the plane's actually an hour later. This is exciting. So I go and change the alarm on my phone, figure everything's all good, and I go to bed. So I wake up at, let's see, the flight was at 6.55, 
and I wake up at uh, 5.55? Yeah, 5.55. Nice. Uh, to the whole, holy shit, everybody get up, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. Uh, we miss the shuttle by a couple minutes, so then we go to take a cab, and by the time we get there, the WestJet people are just like, yeah, you missed your flight. And I'm like, no, but I can still make it, and they're like, no, you can't. So we wait in a line and everything. Turns out that, you know, it's the middle of a blizzard or something like that in Alberta. And Air Canada had cancelled all their flights. And WestJet had cancelled a flight. And there was no planes going back to Edmonton that I could get on at any sort of reasonable time. So I spent the day at the airport. So that was kind of like my punishment. You know, the whole like, oh, don't go out and party because you've got to wake up early in the morning. And I spent the whole day at the airport anyway. So. Uh, that's just the way the life, uh, way the world works. <laughs> Don't fuck Scotty Mac. <laughs> yeah, they can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's all well and good. You, you, you know, unfortunately, you didn't day two the GP. Yeah. You know, you missed your flight. <laughs> you know, didn't hang out with me. It's okay. We hung out okay. a little bit. We Your did daughter is super awesome. Thank you. I'm quite proud of her. She's this shit ain't gonna fly for my GP, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was I'm, actually just gonna say that. I'm I'm running into the whole not getting, you know, the whole household sold on the Montreal thing. Ooh, oh. oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So uh, I gotta work that angle a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things that I can do. I was actually thinking about applying to judge it because then, you know, there's kind of like a set value that I'm going to get in return. Ah. Uh, so I might do that, but I still have to try and, you know, pitch that whole thing. So, you know, what? way to backdoor your wife. She's scumbagging everybody, huh? Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The only person that's exempt is your kid. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so cold. <laughs> Trying to help some bros out. You bros. Well, you kind of got to look at it this way. You're basically going to scumbag us one way or the other. So you're either <laughs> going to scumbag us by not showing, or you're going to scumbag your wife by trying to find the loophole to get out. I don't Both think of... it's a loophole. I think it's 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 all a matter of just changing perception. <laughs> 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 and that, and you know what? Your mustache helps people believe you when you say that, right? <laughs> I don't have the mustache anymore. Oh, you shaved it off? Oh, yeah. I look like a pedophile with that mustache. <laughs> he gets home, the wife takes one look at him. That fucking thing off your face! No, 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 she didn't have to ask. I was very happy to take that thing off my face. It was <laughs> creepy as all hell. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, also good stuff we got this week was a fucking pile of comments. <laughs> Yeah, there was some stuff being talked about. We must, mm-hmm. we must have talked about something on the last show that got people, you know, riled up. <laughs> must have, yes. There's some good ones. I like this Ultra Tribes one. He's often extremely good with comments. Very yeah. hilarious. Very hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, and he was long. I liked it. He was picking up the slack for uh, Shaolin Monk. I don't know. They kind of like talked about all the things. Like everyone had like a lot of opinions and stuff like that. Like it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I like it when a lot of people have lots of opinions. I don't like it when I go to the comments and it's like 
more Medina and less Medina and good show. And then also like, you suck. And then also like, this was great. That's it? And you're just like, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Well, I liked Ultra Tribe's thing. Like his, his judge story from GB Albuquerque sucks because, well, that's just a really crappy situation. Yeah. Um, and then his Hearthstone thing, I, I agree with this whole comment of, like, if there's no secondary market, like, that really hurts a game like that. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't imagine Magic if you couldn't trade. Now, the new beta client tries to make Magic where you can't trade. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> there's a workaround. There's, there's a few bugs you can exploit to trade. So interesting is I've heard rumors that they're dumping the entire beta project. Good. Wow. Really? Yeah, wow. Cleaning everybody out and starting over. They kind of have to at this point. I really feel like they do. Like, I don't think the beta, when the beta comes out, they're already at the back of the pack. Wow. Garbage. That is some big news. So it's just, True. it's totally, it's a completely unsubstantiated rumor. Right, right. Yeah. But it's very interesting if that's the case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that is. That is. So, yeah, I I don't know that that's that could be something very interesting. Uh, oh, also, I did an interview. What? Yeah, I was actually I really wanted to ask about this. Oh yeah. How did it go? Oh, with the, the deck tees. I'm mean, the deck tees. It was good. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I don't know if uh, I gave the answers that <laughs> people are gonna want to hear. How's that? Well, I just like I. I mean, like, like everybody. No everybody loves to see like somebody fail, right? Yeah. So I'm sure everybody like there's there's people that like there's like say three groups of people that are like gonna listen to that show. There's like the people that are real people and are normal and are just like <laughs> interested and then are gonna listen to it and then take it for what it is. Then there's people that like want to listen to it so that they can reaffirm their bias either positive or negative, right? So they're they're either, like, the super bros Jobins that are like, hey, Boosh, it's the fucking best thing on the planet, and I want to listen to him just tear this, like, person apart and just be a total fucking J. Boosh. And then there's the other people that are, like, super regular Jobins, and they're like, oh, this J. Boosh guy is such a piece of shit, and I'm never going to listen. I'm not going to listen to that episode, and you shouldn't have him on, and then I'm going to listen just so that I can find things that he said that were ridiculous or stupid or misogynistic or whatever. So I don't know. And like the answers that I gave, I don't know if they're going to fall into the categories of what people want. Right. So, but I had a really great time and I had a, I was like, I th- I think it was really fun. And, um, yeah, she's pretty awesome. Yeah. It was, a, she was, a, she was a great time. And, um, yeah. And we, we chatted for like two hours. So that was really whoa, fun. Whoa, whoa. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I, I was planning on uh, listening to your guys's at two episodes because she was kind of offended that Aaron was offended <laughs> that I didn't listen to her show, and uh, which I was surprised at considering that she listens to the A Team and should know by now that I don't listen to any other podcast, <laughs> and uh, and she should know the reason is because I don't have time or patience to do that. Um. <laughs> So I meant to listen to them, but then that was the day that fucking that uh, Calgary had like a super blizzard. 
Yeah. And uh, and so I got home and basically had to jump on to the podcast like right away. Um. So I still am trying to figure out a time slash place to listen to your guys' episode. Because she said you guys talk shit about me a lot. So. Well, no, I did. I did. <laughs> Just right <laughs> away. Oh, yeah, I definitely did. Guilty as charged. Guilty, 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 guilty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I called you the uh, the gate, the guest gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, she, she had directly approached that. Yeah. She directly asked you about it. I think my, the answer I gave was really shitty. Good, good. It wasn't what I wanted to say. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. I think she's got a sexy voice, actually, to be honest. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> she said she talked about you quite a bit. She said she wanted to fucking turn you out. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Yeah. KYC's all about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should be disturbed. She likes to call me her... Uh, a little wonton. <laughs> yeah, her fucking. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Wow. I bet she'd go to Honolulu with you. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. She's going to get off on this so bad. It's so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, anything else? Exciting happening this week? Oh man, I <laughs> fuck no, it's not here. Damn. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, so the last two orders, I'm ordering stuff from Face to Face again because they're just the greatest ever. So the last time I ordered something from Face to Face, I remember I was telling the story about how I wanted a picture of them. Oh no. And again, in my mind, like it's just Sal and uh, <laughs> Petey Pablo and Schmaltzy. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, like, that's it. I just pictured them, like, in a New basement. name tags. New name tags. In, like, in a basement. Like, fucking new tokens. That's what they need. They need Petey Pablo. And if you guys don't know who that is, I'm fucking old. And then some Schmalty tokens, like, just in, like, a hockey jersey. Just, like, with the old, like, the guns. Uh, so, I was picturing them just working in, like, a sweaty store, hairy teeth basement. Like, doing all the orders, slaving away. I find out they're just, like, employing all these, like, young children and just sitting on piles of money and women. So I was a little disappointed. My my vision of my heroes was shattered. But anyway, I couldn't remember what the guy's name was. So the picture that I got is from yours truly, shipping employee, Wyatt Gillis. Big old Wyatt. Who's just got like a just a, he's just looking like why are you taking a picture of me? And he's got the deepest V-neck shirt I have ever seen, like deeper than Tosh Point oh. And in this black and white on printer paper photo, like on like an inkjet, I can see his chest hair, <laughs> and it looks like he's also wearing a toupee. Wyatt Gillis, so you're going up on my wall in my man cave, my spank bank. So then the next order I I place, which was, like, last week, and I got it within, like, three days. Uh, I said, tell me a joke. Okay. So they delivered the joke. And I'd never heard this joke before. You can kind of figure it out, but if, if you've heard it before, just stay quiet. Uh, a woman gets on a bus with a baby. The bus driver exclaims, yeah, that's the ugliest baby I ever seen. <laughs> the woman walks to the rear of the bus and sits down a Yumi. She turns to the man next to her and says, the bus driver just insulted me. The man says, you go up there and you tell him off. Go on. I'll hold your monkey for you. 
Specific pictures, like we want a picture of P.D. Pablo hugging Wyatt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or, or like, like one of them in the like on the wrecking ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny. Oh man, so good. So I gotta figure out what I want to ask for now. This time, tough man. Oh, like they've grown a lot. Like, um, if you go to the store, you'll be like, wow, this is like this has gone beyond like just your regular card store. Yeah, you have like, like a crazy crazy place yeah they, they have quite a few you know card sorters and, and people shipping the orders it's that's so it, good i'm so happy for them like that that makes me really happy to know that they're just getting success yeah i really enjoy that so suck at other card stores <laughs> I've, I've laid down my allegiance <laughs> what do you what do you think of that <laughs> that's a good one yep quite the joke <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> super Jobinski, the guy that doesn't know he doesn't he can't. He says he's a super Jobin fan. Super Jobinski. Yeah, he's an a hole. He's an a hole. Super a hole. He can't even spell Jobin correctly. He spells it Jobien, like J O B I E N. Jobien, like Joe Good in in English. What the fuck? Um, Jobien. But, yeah, Jobien. Come on, survive, Jobien. Uh, it's Nick Swan. Swan Nicholas. Oh, and, that guy. Uh, on Twitter. He got his uh he got his beginner binder. So uh I'm glad do? that made it to him. I uh, I don't know if Bo Sue, Brian Sue, went through it and stole stuff. Because as, <laughs> as soon as I handed it to him, he opened it and just started going through it. And he was like he's like, So what am I doing with this? I'm like, You're dropping it off for someone as a prize for my raffle. And he's like, Oh, sweet. And then my buddy Brian, easy peasy, Brian Jemba was like, what's in there? I was like, I don't know, just like a bunch of stuff, just like beginner stuff that I can't sell or use or get rid of, and I, it's just collecting dust, and, you know, some of it's jank, and some of it's good, and some of it's bulk, and whatever. And then Brian's like, you have foils in there? I was like, of course I have foils in there. And he's like, oh, man, I'm going through there first for foils for my big deck. And I'm like, no, you're not. And then Brian turns around, other Brian, Brian Bosu, he's like, I'm going through this also and taking shit. So I really hope that Nick Swan didn't just get, like, a fucking binder of empty pages. <laughs> I cannot like a... imagine that actually happening. Those me, guys, me neither, are, me yeah, neither. like those guys are quite stand up. So yeah, me neither. But I, I just thought it was really funny, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, all right." So yeah, so it worked out for Nick Swan. So that's good. Also, I heard in other news that uh, Kevin Metal posted a naked picture of him plowing his uh, <laughs> plowing his girlfriend. Fiance. You don't get that from the A-team, so I guess we're just number two. I think in the picture, she's more plowing him. Yeah, she's definitely plowing him. I guess, yeah. Yeah? What a badass. Yeah. What a badass. So, I've officially received my first entry into my 
commander contest. Sweet. Already? Yep. Is it good? Does it look How? good? Uh, well, I put it out Twitter? on Twitter. I, oh, told it, I, I mentioned that. I put it out on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. So it's by Tyler. Okay. Tyler Premier. Okay, I, don't, uh, I tell you what. I'll put this in the chat for you guys. Okay. And I don't want to read the list card for card. No, because that's boring. And it's boring. But tell me if there's anything in here that's ex- that's really spicy that stands out for you. Because I see a couple things that are interesting that I've never really thought to play with. There's a couple cards in here that I think I think could be pretty sweet, but I'm really unsure how I'm going to survive to cast all these cards. Yeah, that's my initial yeah. snap. Also, I wish that I could make the fucking. I wish I could make the uh, font in Skype way bigger because I'm blind. <laughs> that's not the a good first, thing to be. The first card. That's not a good thing to be. The thank you, uh, Jeremy, for that. <laughs> Um, I'm interested into why Gary's in here. It doesn't seem to me like you should have. It's a nice game deck. Sources, but like, but but should you have that many black sources that he'll actually be relevant beyond just like a drain life? Like he's just a drain life at that point, right? Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I don't think there's there's enough to merit him. Yeah. Um I think that's just like a cute flavor of the month. Yep. You know. Uh so that's my first thought. And then the other one is like Celestial Flare seems good enough. But uh again, like I guess it depends on your meta. Like if your meta is big ball. Sorry. Celestial Flare? Yeah, do I see that? Oh no. You mean Celestial Force. I mean Celestial Force. Yeah. Oh. So that's like that's the big fatty boom baddie that every every upkeep you gain three life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what does your guy do when you gain life, you deal damage? So what he does is when he's on the field, anytime I gain life, I can pay one colorless mana, and I draw a card and each opponent loses one life. Oh, okay. So you do want to be gaining life with him. Yeah. I thought it was like when you gained life, it just drained them automatically. No, that'd be dumb. But that's why you do get cards, obviously, like... uh, uh, Exquisite Blood or Sanguine Bond, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Guys, anyone else? Cards that you find interesting in here? Um. No. All right. So, so there's a couple things that I I think are neat. Uh, I would never, I've never played a deck with Repay in Kind before, but that seems like it could be fun. That's the one that's like, if you take damage or something? It's like, uh... All all life totals become the lowest? Repay in Kind. Uh, it is a seven cast and cost enchantment. Yeah, No, seven seven cast and cost sorcery, sorry. Each player's life total becomes the lowest life total among all players. Right. Anyway, so that's interesting. And then the other card that I think is pretty sweet. Wait, why would you play that deck? That card? Uh, read the bottom. All right. But don't read it out loud. Um, the other card that I think is really <laughs> sweet is. Uh, fuck, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Paradox Haze seems particularly yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's very good. Because yeah. all of my stuff is like during your upkeep, gain this. During your upkeep, do this. And it seems like it could be pretty sweet. 
Yeah, Paradox Haze is one of those cards that's just like, fuck you, if you build around it. Yeah. It's very difficult to get rid of, and it it puts you really far ahead. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the if you build around it, it's functionally a time walk every turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's the first one. Sweet. That's so it's pretty neat. I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, what's this? I don't even know what this is. All right, that that's what that does. You want to have to look up a card or two? I know that it's good. <laughs> so anyways, the first one's in. The race is on. Get on it. Send me my tax. My tax! Then I need to find somebody that's going to, like, overnight be a pile of cards that I don't have. <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of these that I'm just not going to have. Yep. Fuck. Thankfully, a bunch of them, like, I was planning on making a, uh, uh, this sort of deck with, um, black and white already. So, like, I placed this order a while ago. And I got, yeah, let me read these cards out to you, because I think they're pretty sweet. So sweet. So I got, like, a, I have Vampiric Tutor, I've got Demonic Tutor, i got all that stuff, so that's fine. But, like, I got a Pontiff of Blight. I got an Orzov Guildmage. I got Deathbringer Liege. Agent of Masks I have. Wall of Hope. Souls of the Faultless. Blind Hunter. Like, all sweet, sweet. foils. Yeah. So, like... All the life gain cards that just tax people and punish you. It seems pretty good. But yeah, so um, you can email me, mrscottymack at gmail.com um, to submit these in, or you can tweet them at me or whatever, and I'll put them all together and figure it out. But I'm excited. Nice. Oh, also, I have a signed... Let me see what kind of condition this is in. Um, I would say signed... Near mint, uh, maybe mint. Very good condition. Gaia's cradle that I'm looking to get rid of. Mm. So if anybody's interested in that, let me know. Probably a hundred bucks anywhere. I think face to face has them on buy list at ninety five. Well, I mean, I'd prefer to give them to get them to a person rather than a store if I could. Sure. Uh, but that's good advice anyway. Mm-hmm. Is good to know. You boys have anything else? Uh, Avery came up with a very good su- uh, suggestion, and I think it was even in the uh, the comments. Okay. I don't really want to get into last week's you know ending conversation too much, but there was a suggestion that we need to try and get Jay into the judge program. Yeah. <laughs> and I know he's excited now. Let's do it. Let's make me a judge so I can get paid real money to do things. Well, you don't get paid real money. Right, I know. Yeah, so um, (laughs) I I didn't hear the Boston accent. Oh, sorry. (laughs) But if there's a problem with the system, the best way to fix it is from within the system. I think I suggested that. I, 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 that was one of your suggestions that there was a problem with the system and that it needed to be fixed. And that you, as a judge, you guys fixed it. Yeah. Well, I, I need your help. I need your backup. We got to blow yeah, this thing to pieces. I want to get into more arguments with judges about why they're wrong because they're so open to discussion. Absolutely open to discussion. You should see the discussion. <laughs> Bullshit. Absolutely. I love uh, it. 
Absolutely bullshit. You're right. There's actually like this like weird like West versus East thing going on where West judges are not as particular about East judges. That's going on in this like Facebook group right now. It's very interesting because hmm. we talk about. It's very interesting because you know a lot of the feedback that's come on has had like sometimes it has corner cases, sometimes it has this, sometimes it talks about how this is a corner case. Yeah, and then there's like a whole like website that's dedicated to discussing what would you do in this corner case, and then like everybody weighing in their opinion. Perfect. Yeah, it's just like everything else that everyone's got you know their own opinion on how something's supposed to. Play. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Jay the Judge. Jay the Judge. I think we make this happen. I don't know, man. I don't... Uh, that's going to take quite a lot of convincing. I don't think it'll take a lot of convincing. <laughs> You're already arguing. <laughs> Just trying uh, to change your perception. Right. <laughs> take the red pill. Take the blue pill. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Now he's Morpheus. Now I've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking balls. <laughs> what do you guys think? Should I be a judge? You guys decide. You vote. Yeah. 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 God, that'd be hilarious. So we need hashtag merch and hashtag JJudge. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag Jobin Judge Call. Ooh, Jobin Judge Call. That's Man, a that lot of my, characters. That could be my new show when I like leave and become famous. <laughs> when you guys, well, which will be when you guys die because you're so fucking old. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll be like 95. You're listening to Jobin Judge Call. <laughs> Match loss. Match loss for everyone. <laughs> well, it sounds like these guys have to go to bed, and I have to get up early so I can build an old folks' home so that these guys have a place to stay. <laughs> so that's for episode 157. I hope you enjoyed your time here, Scotty and AYT, Jay and Jeremy. If you have anything to say, you can always reach us on Twitter, the A team. <laughs> wow. Or so at JBish. I can relay the message to the rest of the guys. And uh, just have a great Monday or Tuesday. If you're listening <laughs> to us on Wednesday, fuck yeah. Um, I, I have one more thing. Oh, God. Matter to put Super Series. Oh, yeah, that. In uh, 2014, Peter Pavlo has uh, mapped it out. Has uh, he he shipped me the the proposal and had me look over it uh, for 2014. So we're expecting, and I'm gonna be posting something. Um, you're close not gonna, to you're gonna spill the beans right now, or early to no no. I'm gonna I will I will. But I'm saying I'm gonna be posting something official uh, um, on the website tomorrow morning or or later tonight if I decide to stay up. But uh, so they've upped the ante on on prizes. For uh, some of the tournaments uh, they plan to host, there's going to be a tournament every month, wow, except okay. Jan- Jan- January. So they're calling this the cross. Like this is the year we go cross country. So we got stops in Halifax, Ottawa, Saskatoon. We're going back because it was actually successful the f- very first time. Surprisingly, uh, Montreal, St. John's. Going wow. So. Wow. Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Toronto, Calgary, and Quebec City. So these are the uh, eleven stops. Is it eleven? It's got to. It might. No. It's, okay. So it's not every month because May. So January, May, and October we take a break. 
so there's nine nine we're going to nine different places and for toronto montreal i mean last toronto one we went i believe a 5k toronto montreal this time uh they've upped it to 6k for these uh big events and the champion instead of uh so we've axed the bounty player thing and instead uh what peter pablo has decided is that the the champion each of the champion gets entered into a draw to win $2500 in face face game store credit at the end of the year so end of season raffle they've decided to do that it's for uh for a big uh so the nine 2014 champions will be entered in that raffle. And a minimum of two booster boxes worth of product of the newest set will be given out to players as door prizes. And lots of side events, once again. So they're doing things. They've increased the prize pool uh, compared to last year, and they're going to more places and more different places and places that they've never been uh, for the MDSS. So this is just... Taking an extra step as we uh, slowly make things bigger and bigger, and uh, hopefully 2015 will be even bigger than that. But this is like a first step towards that direction. Nice. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, but... we're going to St. John's. What the fuck? St. John's <laughs> is awesome. So, what's what's the one question that I would have for this? Why not Edmonton? Right? No, I don't care about Edmonton. Uh, uh, no, no, I don't. I don't want anybody to else. You, Jeremy. You. Fuck you. you. <laughs> Really? Um, Come on, I'm man. I'm imagining... Well, maybe I'm wrong. I'm imagining your main question is coverage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... I, I, are you thinking about trying it out this year? Um, For, for the local ones, we will uh, try things out. Um, so over the... For the last series, what we've realized is that, like, um, it's better to just have um the same person uh either write the coverage or or take pictures or whatever it's the same person to take care of it and uh it's going to be harder to do to for that person or group of person to fly them out to each of this these events so but i think the montreal 6k which is in june might be the the debut of of some mdss live streaming um if if the cards line up, but I don't want to promise anything. And uh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, and of course, um, we don't for the GPs, the Canadian GPs that uh, Moro Bongiovanni is hosting. We have no idea um, who like. Did anybody do live streaming for Toronto? No. Okay, no. right. So so Moro, I know Moro is uh, looking at options to do uh, to get live streaming for his two GPs that he's hosting, which is Montreal and Ottawa, mm-hmm. and so because uh, they're not going to pay Gigi's life to fly up there, so, you know, who knows who might be uh, in the cards or in the running to to do that job, and um, so lots of... It's like, it's very open, right? Like, no one has basically put their foot in and say, I'm the coverage, MTG coverage expert of Canada, so, uh, w- even when it comes to GPs, so we'll see. Hopefully, 2014 is the start of that. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it could easily be me, so we'll we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your tournament. You get to. If it, you want it to be you, it's going to be you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but the GPs, but the GPs. That's, yeah, that's true. That's definitely something uh, to think about as well. Awesome. And, uh, 
Yeah. So exciting! You heard her first on the A-team, motherfuckers! What? How am I supposed to know if you're joking or actually calling me a motherfucker? (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm never listening to this show again. I hope that's where Kyle ends. <laughs> if not, it makes that last comment really awkward. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> At least we'd have ended it like right here. <laughs> he probably will. Yeah, he probably will. You know why, Kyle? Because he figured you out, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, he's like that. Avery's like Dad. Jay just called you a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then. They'd be like, what? They'd be like, yeah, he said it's because you get your son to edit the podcast instead of you doing it, man. <laughs> this is all staying in now, you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the fuck. Pick a good uh, quote for me, Avery. That's right. <laughs> Alright, see you guys next week. Love you all. Yep. Yeah, I think you just say that to us or the fans. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Well, because he always says that at the end of the show when we leave, but he's never said it to the fans before. <laughs> <sighs> Holy shit. What a good episode that ended up being. I think so, too. Not too shit.